This is Batman, and I listen to the Beers and Bible podcast, and you should too. Welcome to the Beers and Bible podcast, a podcast that brings together a love for good beer and Bible discussion. You can find us on Instagram at Beers and Bible underscore, and on Twitter at Beers and Bible P1. You can also email us at Beers and Bible podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy what you hear on Beers and Bible, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform to help us promote this podcast. In the words of the reformer Martin Luther, whoever drinks beer, he is quick to sleep. Whoever sleeps long does not sin. Whoever does not sin enters heaven. Thus, let us drink beer. So let's join our hosts, Rick and Patrick, for this week's discussion. Welcome to episode four of the Beers and Bible podcast. I am one of your hosts, Patrick. And I'm your other host, Rick. And we are glad to be with you today. Dude, how old is J.I. Packer? J.I. Packer is uh, 93. And who Googled that? Not Patrick. So we last episode we recorded and it was around J.I. Packer's birthday. And both of us did not know how old J.I. Packer was. So... I looked it up after we were done, and Jab Packer is now 93 years old, and also his name is James. I never knew his name was James. He is known as J.I. I assume I just assumed he was dead. Hey, 93s. I mean, not be, not because people can't live to be that old. Just he's one of those scholarly theologian guys. True. That's probably why Not he's a whole lot of 93, because his around brain hasn't wasted on stupid things. He's a scholar. Probably and a not. So anyway, so, so welcome. Welcome to episode four. Here, here we, we go. We're back, and we have a new beer this week that is, uh, in, in terms of breweries, this is a baby beer. Uh, they just started brewing last year. This is the Creature Comforts Brewing Company in Athens, Georgia. And today we have picked up for us, we have the Classic City Lager. And I'm just going to read straight from the can here. It says, a clean, crisp, easy-drinking lager. And I'm not going to lie. I'm really excited about this one because I love lagers. Lagers are my friend. Also, lumberjacks are my friends. Yeah, so um, uh, the previous three episodes, we have gone and got the beer together. Um, This time, for whatever reason... Uh, Rick was not able to come, so I, yeah. Patrick, just went to the, the package store myself, looked around, and uh, we've done a couple of IPAs, I think, or we did mm-hmm. IPA last week for sure. We did a stout. And we did a stout, and um, and a, I, was just, a I was just trying to get... ale. We did that nut ale, yep. That was, that was a good time. Good. But anyway, I was just trying to get something that wasn't an IPA, and looking around, there were so many IPAs. Yeah, IPAs are kind of like cults. I, I feel that. I said it last week. I was like, people either love or hate IPAs. I just and didn't I want another one. I just didn't want another one, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I was I trying had, to get something different that we that I was pretty sure you hadn't had, and I know for sure I have not had. I have definitely never had this, but I have high hopes for it just based off of the can. The can looks like an old... It, it, it's called Classic City Lager, and it looks like a. It looks the beer can looks like it came from like 1980s. Dude, do you remember 
the lost cans of beer that were just like they just said beer on them. Oh, from the TV from the show lost? lost. I thought you meant like they were physically lost no, in, no, no. in space and time. No, no, no. Yes, those were awesome. The Dharma Initiative. The beers. Dharma Initiative beers. Yeah, this actually the can somewhat reminds me of yeah. the Dharma Initiative. If anyone beers. has uh, any of those beers that they could send to us, uh, we will please re- reach out. We will, we will review, review Dharma, Initiative, Dharma beers. Initiative beer for sure. Um, so I keep looking at this can and it looks like a, um, I know we're going on about the can. That's really all we have to go on right now. We haven't even opened them. We haven't even opened them. Um, they look like, you know, the throwback, like Miller genuine draft mm-hmm. cans. That's mm-hmm. the kind of vibe I yep, get right now. Yep, I so, can see that. It's even got the gold and the white. Um, I really hope we don't find out that this is just a knockoff Miller. That would, that would really be a sad day. Because remember a couple so. episodes back, we, I, I went yeah, into your how water, my, your my, watered down my, Miller. my watered down Zero Luther got, got beer. Zero Luthers. Yeah, so uh, I guess let's uh, crack these let's bad boys open, and pour them up, and we got a four point two ABV. Yeah, on this one. Mm. I, I just we love need to the time sound. that a little better, so it's not like the awkward like. <laughs> that's what you makes did, it amazing. Then I did though. so that's what makes it amazing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can like pour right next to the microphone this week. Everybody's gonna. Oh, there we go. See, the goal is to make everyone thirsty. So that you want to go out and have a classic city lager from the Creature Comforts Brewing in Athens, Georgia, or whatever, or whatever beer, or you whatever want to drink. beer you want. Again, we're trying. We're hoping that this is encouraging other people to try um, stuff on their own. So this so, is. I'm. I'm just gonna go looking. Looking at it as we pour it out. I'm just. I'm this. This is going to sound terrible when I say this, but it looks like Bud Light. It does look a little bit like <laughs> it, it. It's the same color. It's the same. Uh, it bubbles about as much as Bud Light does. Come on, um, creature comforts, don't let but, us down. But I'm I'm still hopeful that this is going to be a good quality lager and not. Ian um, says that it was made from the choicest malted har- barley and hops. I almost said Harley and Bops. That's Harley, a whole nother thing altogether. <laughs> all all together. No, made from the choicest malted barley and hops. Um. Keep cold and drink fresh. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So are, are we ready to do this? Let's do it. Let's dive in. All right. All right. So. This is Classic City Lager from Creature Comforts Brewing. Looks like Bud Light. Hopefully it tastes a lot better. That is not Bud Light. That goes down real easy. Mm-hmm. I would confer that not not confer, confirm that they are using the choicest hops because that is definitely not Bud Light. Craft beer guys like to make fun of Bud Light. They they call it dirty word water. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know if we can say that on this podcast. Yeah, we probably we probably should refrain from swearing if we can <laughs> if, if, if at all possible. Technically, a, a a Christian Christian podcast here. Some people some people would probably say that we're not because we're drinking beer. <laughs> Yeah, there, but, there's there's people who are saying, "Oh, you're going to hell just for looking at beer." Basically, you but, go to uh, a restaurant that sells beer. Yeah, for sure. But this is man, this is. Yeah, remember a couple That's of some weeks, tasty stuff. Remember right the uh, the bourbon barrel aged stout, the Dragon's Milk mm-hmm. was was for sure a sipper. Yeah, I could see. I, I'm not going to, and I could, but I could see where this one could be a chugger. Would you shotgun this beer? Um, I don't want to hurt myself. <laughs> also, I don't think I could get. I would probably lose more beer than get any. So <laughs> I, I know I would. 
You would lose more beer. You know yes. you would. Okay, yeah, yes, yeah. I know I would because like you have to do the whole thing like like punch the hole in the bottom and then like crack it open and turn it at the same time. And yeah, my coordination levels are are zero anyway. So have you been reading my thoughts this week? Because I literally had the thought about shotgunning a beer this week at some point. No, that thought just literally okay, just cool. came into my mind. Nice. Maybe so, it's because yeah. we maybe it's because we hang out too much. Who I knows? guess maybe we were like an old married couple. <laughs> it's a true story. Okay, so what, what's uh, your initial on the scale of one to five Luthers? What, do you, so, what are you giving this one? So here we go. I'm, I'll start off with a, with just my base gut instinct. I'm going to have to go four. It um, seems to be the base for everything right now. It really does. Well, okay. Except, yeah. for, except for the one last well, week. Well, but you have to. All right, so so I'm, I'm going to give it an initial reaction, and then I'm going to think about it as we go along and we talk. So my initial reaction is four. And I would eat, like, even my, last week, my initial reaction was three and a half, but it stayed at three and a half. And I think we might have talked ourselves into three and a half. It's possible. It, we may have gone down to three, but I, I stayed at three and a half and. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. And so, but, but like, uh, the dragon's milk, like I started off at four and I went up to four and a half because the more I sipped on it, the yeah. more I liked it. Yeah. And, and it was just like that, that was a, that was a really good stout yeah and and so initially this is a four okay the flavor um the flavor to me could almost you could you could do this with dinner you could do this chilling you could do this hanging with your boys um and unless you're a girl then you could do this hanging with your girls um do it hanging with mixed you could yeah, yeah. mixed company yeah stuff i mean that's i mean that's just this is a this is a well rounded beer in my opinion. Yeah, it's I, it's I, not going to have anything crazy like a stout where you're like, oh man, it has this one specific thing. But like, this is a good, well rounded beer. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I know I was giving you a hard time about the four thing. I'm probably going to also start. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say four and a half. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb. Say good. four and a half there. Um, like I said, it goes down real easy. Um. It looks great. It's still, I mean, I don't typically drink from glasses. This is like the second or third week, I guess, we've done this, but mine's still having a good beer bit of fizz is better going in on. glass. I would agree. Record. For the record. I mean, I've only had this counting counting this one that's three. So every every person should keep frosted mugs in their freezer. What if your freezer's like filled with food? Then you get rid of the food and okay. put frosted mugs. <laughs> okay. I'll explain that one to my wife. <laughs> Why is all their food in the trash? No, um, yeah, I'll go ahead and say four and a half. Um, like you said, it's it's pretty well rounded. It's well um, rounded. It goes down really easy. It's uh, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm huge into loggers by any stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've said something in the last few weeks that has well, that someone can uh, use to. So, so Budweiser is technically a lager. Okay, so there you go. My loggers, go, my go loggers to- are not necessarily dark. Gotcha. So, and, and that's like, I think that's the common common thing is people people see a light beer and they think, oh, it's an ale or it's a pale or it's it's an IPA or something like that. And then they see some. So last week we drank the Dogfish Head and it was dark, but it was an IPA. Okay. So it's all I, maybe that's I got may more to wrong. do with like somebody, a style. Somebody who's really good on beer can chime in here and help us. Yeah. Remember, we're not experts. We're not experts, but the uh, the way that I understand it is it's it's really the the method in which you brew. And the ingredients that you use to brew it, okay, yeah, is that kind of what sense. determines what it is. Yeah. So, like, when you when you brew a stout, you have to mix in things like motor oil and 
True. I don't. I, that's that's just what I think of when I think of a stout. Because uh, they look, I mean, it looks like motor oil. Obviously not dragon's milk. That one was pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, uh, four and a half here out of okay. out of me. I'm gonna stick on four. That that may change for that may change because I'm I'm really I'm really liking this. Uh, like this this may become something that I if I'm gonna go pick up a six pack I may look for it. All right. So um, something else that we we're gonna try to I I would like to try to incorporate into our ratings is to is to figure in things like price and availability. Um, so where I got this one, six pack was eight dollars. That's not terrible. That's not bad for at all. Craft beer. Yeah. Most most six packs start at ten. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't too bad. So. Um, was for sure not the only reason I, I, that we that I got this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one we haven't tried. Wasn't labeled IPA. Yeah. In so contrast, in contrast to the Dragon's Milk a couple of weeks ago that was four, and it was sixteen dollars for four of them. Was it sixteen? Yeah, it was a lot. Wow. So you might have overpaid. <laughs> probably not, because I I had I had somebody else get one. Uh, a friend of mine got one, and he said his was like fifteen. Okay. So okay. I, I mean, I don't know. So there you have it. Um, There's Classic City Lager from Creature Comforts Brewing Company in Athens, Georgia. New new kids. These are the new kids on the block. Can we not use that reference? <laughs> Every '90s child just went, Ugh. all of them, all like seven. Yeah, no, but there, there you have it. We're we're split decision here, split four, decision. four to four and a half, um, which it actually kind of fits because its ABV is four point two. So, right. so the average would be exactly as their alcohol by volume. So. Yeah, so there you have it. Great job on the classic city lager there, Creature Comforts Brewing, and uh, yeah, good job. We like it. It's a good. It's a good beer. And it, it, it is true to the can. It is a clean, crisp, easy-drinking lager. Yeah. So let's move on to our next topic of discussion, the Bible. And we are back, and we're here to discuss, continue our discussion uh, in the book Concise Theology, from J.I. Packer. Um, We're walking through this, and today we're going to hit up the topics of creation, uh, which is God as the creator. We're going to hit up self-disclosure, who God reveals his name to be, and then we're going to talk about self-existence, who God has always been. So let's get into our first topic here, God as the creator. Um, One of the key, there's a couple of key verses, um, one that Packer lists uh, in his book, and that's, ooh, Sorry about that. I won't try not to do that anymore. Um, one that Packer lists in his book, which is Psalm 104.24, which is, How many are your works, O Lord, in wisdom? You made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Um, the other one that I think of right off the top of my head is Psalm 24.1, which says, uh, The earth is a Lord's and all therein. Uh, the world and all, I can't remember exactly how it goes. The earth and everything in it. There it is. The world and its inhabitants belong and, and to the Lord. Yeah. So basically, if you're on the earth, in the earth, of the earth, anything related to the earth, you belong to the Lord. Even because if you the, don't know it. That's right. <laughs> Even if you're a tree, you still belong to the Lord because right. you were created by God. And so, so yeah, that's what it means to talk about God as the creator. We talk about his... Uh, his dominion, his rule over the earth, his sovereignty over the earth. We're going to talk about sovereignty in a couple more weeks. Um, but that the the idea of him as a creator, t- 
touches on the idea of his sovereignty. Um, mm. One of the key passages there is it's Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Um, God created everything from nothing. The, the, um, the word from nothing is in, in theological circles. We use the phrase ex nihilo. So ex nihilo means out of nothing, and it's from Latin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so you talk about God being the creator. You talk about his resolve that everything should exist. And, and if you keep reading in Genesis, you know, it says, and God said, let there be light. Let there be, you know, let earth, let something happen. When God speaks, then something happens. And so everything of creation is this, is, is, is almost like a divine fiat of God. Mm -hmm. So he's the one who calls it into being. And, and, Mm -hmm. and I mean, that's Genesis one, two, you can just some other verses that, that that I think Packer lists here are Psalm thirty three six, uh, Psalm one forty eight five. Um, obviously, the beginning of John is is almost a a very similar duplicate to the beginning of Genesis, and, mm-hmm. and even the references of John go back to Genesis. You have Colossians one um, fifteen through nineteen, where it talks about the supremacy of Christ over all of creation. Um, you have Hebrews one. You have Hebrews eleven. Um, these are, I mean, these are just, it, it, the Bible consistently talks about God as the, not just this, this type of manager of creation, but, right. but the source of all creation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, so talk about, talk a little bit about the, the act of creation by fiat. Yeah. So, um, this, this whole, this whole idea of creation by fiat is something that our minds could never wrap, wrap it around. Um, or wrap our minds around like uh, I think about people who make things for a living or people who uh, who write poetry or books or um, spend their spend their professional careers creating things they're creating things from or using other things they're not pulling something from nothing right um, they're taking a tree and making it look beautiful they're right, carving they're, wood. Yeah, they're carving it down and making it into a beautiful dining room table or something yeah um we we're humans are not capable of creating in the way God created. I do think that it's important to note here that um we were made in the image of God. God is a creator and then so humans are um likely to create. Mm-hmm. We're likely to want to create things. We're likely to look for ways to have creative avenues. Um I think about like you know, this podcast is a creative avenue for the two of us, mm-hmm. um, a way for us to get our ideas out there. Um, creative, at, cre- I know people who make uh, furniture or write uh, songs or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but when we say God created everything from nothing, um, this confesses that the this idea of fiat is a mystery to us, but it does not explain the mystery. Yes. Because we cannot explain the mystery. The the finite cannot explain the infinite. Right. And that's what uh, Paul even talks about that in Romans when he says, you know, what right has the pottery to say to the potter? You know, mm. that you yeah, made yeah, me, yeah. you know, he's talking about vessels of destruction and vessels of, uh, or vessels, yeah, vessels of goodness and vessels of destruction. And, and he's, you know, he, he basically says, you don't, you don't have the right to tell the, the creator, your creator, that he made you wrong. He made you exactly the mm-hmm. way he wanted to make you. Right. And that's not that's not his fault. Right. That'd be um, like that'd be like a tree that has been carved down into a table saying, I was supposed to be a chair. 
yeah. or a piece of paper yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, Packer goes on to say that uh, uh, angels and humans are not robots, so we're not um, being uh, manipulated in any way to act a certain way according mm-hmm. to God. Um, but we're we're all beings with free wills capable of making decisions mm-hmm. that we will all be moral, morally accountable to our creator for. Um, that is that is one hundred percent true. Yeah. So we you know we um, we all have free wills. We all make decisions each and every day that one day we will have to answer, stand before God and, and give an account for. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, no way for us to fully understand this. No, and 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 it's it's hard to. It's even hard to reconcile verses in the Bible that talk about God's complete and utter control over all of creation. Um, and, and you really, when you get into the sovereignty of God, that's what you're talking about. Um, <clears throat> and there are, there are verses that are, that are pretty clear that God, you know, God even brings about evil in, in people's lives. I mean, mm-hmm. I think if you read the book of Job, uh, you start off with, Satan and God in this in this meeting room type thing, and and Satan's like, "Hey, I want to go kill your servant Job because you think he's so awesome," and and God's like, "Okay, you can kill all of his family, but you can't lay a finger on him. Mm-hmm. You can't touch him." And and right. so all of this mayhem comes to Job, and 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 again we look at like and and I can't I, like I can't think about helping or thinking about the way I would react if 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 somebody was my friend and like one day their house burned down, their whole family died. Um, they're, they owned a business and the business collapsed. And this, in, this is all in the one, same day. Yeah, this is this all, is all the same day. day. It, it, it happens know, in waves. I, like I would, I, I'm not gonna lie. I would probably like, bro, you, you, you're living wrong. Right. <laughs> you know, I would be like one of Job's friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that, that just, that's a further check for me to say, mm-hmm. how, how can I be more like Job? When Job at the end of chapter one says, "Hey, the Lord gives, so the Lord provided everything for me because He's the owner of it all. The Lord takes mm-hmm. away; he's, it's His anyway. It's not mine to do anything with. Right? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's uh, you know, and and that's the way that's the way that we're supposed to respond as believers. Um, those of us who are in Christ, that's the way we're supposed we're supposed to respond. Now, it's we shouldn't expect everyone to respond that way because not everyone is in Christ. Right. Which is, which is what makes it hard for us sometimes because mm-hmm. we're like, Oh no, you need to act this way. You need to do this. You need to do that to get your life right. Or, or so that you can straighten up and come to God. You know, e- even in, in our little stuff we talk about, but that's a rabbit trail. We're going to, we're going to leave that one alone. It's raining back in. It's raining back in. So when we talk about, um, when we talk about God as a creator and, and this is something that we, I think I may have mentioned this, in a previous podcast, in one of our previous episodes, that God is not inside of time. Okay, uh, and and even even Packer hints at this when he's talking about creation. He says space and time are dimensions of the created order. God is not in either, nor is he bound by either. So um, this is a this is a really difficult concept for even us to think about yeah because because so much of what we experience is uh dependent on space and time space and time yeah we talk about what happened yesterday what's going to happen tomorrow Mm -hmm. we only experience er, we experience everything in a temporal order right all right 
and and there's a guy um uh, of early church father his name is Augustine Augustine of Hippo and he writes about this in his book The Confessions. He says he he it's he kind of almost takes it to an extreme where he argues time actually we can't prove that time exists because we can't physically observe time. Right. At all. Time is an idea. So, time is an idea. So if we talk about what we did yesterday, we're talking about something that's in our mind. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I did yesterday. Right. You know, now somebody could have been with me and they can say, oh yeah, that's what he did yesterday. But even still, that's in their mind. Right. It doesn't physically exist. Yesterday right. doesn't physically exist. Tomorrow doesn't physically exist. Mm-hmm. The only thing that physically exists is right now. Right. And every single moment is the is the present reality, but you can't prove that that exists either. Right. I've heard it said that every time you remember something, like remember something when you were five years old, you're not actually remembering when you were five years old. You're remembering the last time you remembered mm-hmm. you were five years old. Yeah. So everyone who's remembering, just based on what I just said, when when you were five years old, you're not actually remembering what happened when you were five. Do you remember the movie Inception? You know what? I did not get on that train. <sighs> Such a good movie. But yeah, that that's, that's kind of the idea that... Um, you know when God's when God started creating, He created time. He created mm-hmm. on on you know on days He cre- He said day one here we go this is what I'm doing. And so when He began creating, He created time, but He does not exist in time. So exactly. so he to Him outside of time. Yeah. So to Him, day one is the same as today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can He can see and be in all of time. All at, the time. At all times. At all times. I'm trying to make sure I word that correctly. Yeah. He is in all time at all time. So there, everything is a present reality. So when we talk about our, and that's, that's, that's what Augustine is arguing, is he says, what is our present reality? Okay. What we know of at this exact moment. Like even as these words are coming out of my mouth and the things that I'm saying, they're going into the past. And so they're right. just a remembrance of things that I'm, I'm saying. And so... So, but for God, that moment, the moment of everything coming out and going into that, that is the moment of present for God. And that is all of time from beginning to end. That's why when you say something like, uh, God is the alpha and the omega, mm-hmm. the beginning and the end. Okay. Right. It's not, it's not a temporary thing. That's not a, that's not a suggestion of, of the temporal nature of God. That's saying before the beginning, there's God after the end, there's God, mm-hmm. everything in between. God is in that too. Does that make sense? No, but if it made sense, it wouldn't be, <laughs> he wouldn't be worth worshiping. So true story, um, true story. So, you know, it's, um, it's a very difficult concept to even begin mm-hmm. to comprehend. Um, and you know, yeah, I don't know how and, much, I don't know how much we've, we've told you about who we are, but, um, not Bible scholar and, Slightly attempted, and slightly attempted, more Bible scholar, attempted Bible scholar. So you know, for even for the two of us, the idea of God not existing in time, um, just doesn't make sense because that's yeah. all we know as in our experience mm-hmm. as humans. Um, so yeah, you you end up with you end up with this idea of realizing and and as much as you can realize, but you end up with the idea of realizing that the world order that you see, the world order that you um, observe is not a self-created order and it's not a self-sustaining order. It is God sustaining that order. 
Right. So there, it's not inherent in itself. And that's why, like, so deism would argue that God wound up the clock, set it in motion, and left it. And it's kind of this self-sustaining thing from then on. And and um, God is kind of abstract from the world. That's like, deism. Like God's, like God's put it on a table, and he's like sitting back with his arms crossed just watching it happen? Exactly. Okay. And he's not getting involved. He's not, he's not winding it anymore. He's just kind of letting it play out. Okay. Versus a theistic view that God is involved and active in all of creation at all time. Right. Okay. That he's intimately involved with every aspect of his creation at all time. Exactly. Okay. Which is why when when Jesus comes in the flesh, that that's such an amazing thing because that's, again, God being active in his creation. So that passage in Colossians, the one fifteen through 19, and then again in Hebrews 1 where, you, where Hebrews 1 talks about the supremacy of Christ over everything. All of that is due to God's sustaining of the world order. Every creature, every man, every event, if God did not sustain it, it would cease to exist. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. As, yeah. as much as it can. Yeah, as, as much as it can to our finite, finite to my finite mind, for sure. Yeah. Um, a Packer also unpacks this idea that uh, God revealing himself uh, through creating new things is as old as the cosmos that he created. Mm-hmm. Um, and then understanding that he created everything, including us, and made us to worship him is basic to what Packer calls true religion. Mm-hmm. I think it's, um, you know, scripture is pretty adamant that the heavens declare the the glory of God. So I also believe that all of creation was made to worship God. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Jesus said, if you don't worship me, I'll make the rocks cry out. True. So He sure did. So, I mean, there's there's that thing. Yeah. And, and, and you know, <clears throat> what... Was that Jesus that said that? I think it was Jesus. I may have to Google that later. Part-time <laughs> Bible scholar over here. I'm starting to doubt myself now. I'm pretty sure it was Jesus. I'm pretty sure that was Jesus, because I'm, I'm, I'm to pretty sure it's in the gospel. To, I think he was talking it's to in the Pharisees. one of the gospels. I'm going to have to double check that. Okay, yes, double check that. I'll we'll, fact we'll, check myself for the next episode. Yes, we'll, we'll bring that up. Okay, so the next thing that Packer goes into, we, we just hashed out creation of that God is the creator. Um, so, th- so the next thing we're going to talk about is the self-disclosure, um, what God reveals his name to be. Um, in the uh, book of Exodus chapter 3, it's a pretty well-known story. Um, Moses is asking God, who should I tell, uh, who should I say has uh, been the one that sent me or to send me? And, uh, God says to Moses, say this to the Israel's Israelites, Yahweh, the Lord of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is how I am to be remembered in every generation. Um, to us now in present day. Uh, names surely identify who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick identifies uh, Rick, what who he is. We, I know what Rick does. Um, his family knows what Rick does, and and people call him out by his name. Um, but they were given us to us by our parents, mm-hmm. unless they're aliases, like they are for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, just but that just goes to prove my point that names can be changed without much trouble at all. What was uh? Oh, that was it. Unsolved Mysteries. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Yes. <laughs> or the people who don't want to get caught. There you go. But, you know, our names, I just identify who we are 
yes. as people, whereas in the Old Testament, in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, um, names tell a much deeper story. Yeah. Well, and I mean, in, in today's society, we have, we have our first name, which is a name given to us by our parents. And then we have what's called our surname, mm-hmm. which is we take the, the last name of our parents. And that, that's like our family identifier. Right. So everybody didn't always have two names like that. Right. But all, you were just given you're just given one name. Right. And also surnames were kind of came out as like to identify what that family did. Correct. Yes. Like yeah. like Smiths wanna, would be like blacksmiths. Yeah. Or bakers. Or I want to say that that was like during the industrial industrial revolution. I'm sure it was, but I don't know. Anyway. I haven't read that much history. So so anyway, but like Jesus Jesus's last name was not Christ. It, you know, I'm what? sure. <laughs> My mind just got blown. What just happened? <laughs> Jesus's last name is not Christ. Now he is Jesus the Christ, and that's what like that's what identifies him. So, um, you know, if I lived in in Bible times, then I would be uh, Rick, son of John, the the give me a title cobbler. I don't know. <laughs> totally just made a shoemaker. Up. Shoemaker. Whatever. Okay. Cobbler, shoemaker, not so, cobbler, dessert. There we go. Yeah, not cobbler, dessert. So mm-hmm. I am I am Rick, son of John, the shoemaker. Like, that's that's what I... And so that identifies everything about me. Um, and so you hear about Joseph being a carpenter. And then, they, and then they refer to Jesus even sometimes as the carpenter's son. Right. Jesus, the carpenter's son. Because, you know, that's to... So you don't get that Jesus mixed up with the other Jesus around the corner who's the smith worker's son or whatever right jesus is just a first is, a, is just a first name yes yeah, just his name that was yeah. the name that the angel said to give him so i you know i'd stick with that it's, right you know. i mean it's for sure his name but he's not he wasn't the only kid running around bethlehem it's possible that there was another jesus running right. around bethlehem but he would you know but jesus the christ was the son of god yes and, and so so when you when you see um John the Baptist announced him um, in in John chapter one as, um, "Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world." That that gives Jesus this whole new persona. You right. know, it's, it doesn't come from John the Baptist. John the Baptist is the one that just got to announce it. You mm-hmm. know, it is it is who he is. He is the Son of God. He is God incarnate, God in the flesh. Um, but but this. This idea of self-disclosure of how we're supposed to call name, is, call him by name, is something that is given to us in Scripture. Right. And so, in the Bible, it tells us a whole whole lot of it tells us a much deeper story than than really um, what what we would think of as a, as a name. As we you know, you go and you say, oh well, that's that person, or that's John, and that's Susie. Um, it's a lot more than that in the Bible. It told us a lot more than that. So. God revealed his name and he said, he said, I am who I am. Now, if somebody called me and said, uh, Mr. Rick, uh, we need, we know, we need your name. And I would say, my name is I am who I am. They would look at me or on the phone, they would probably hang up because it sounds a little crazy. It sounds a little crazy. Right. You know, but, but at the same time, you are who you are. But well, when you, I am who I am, but when you think about, when you think about God, so the word the word Yahweh from Hebrew is actually um, uh, the the theological term that we use for it is tetragrammaton. Now we're talking. So so it's four uh, it's four Hebrew consonants: Yod, Hey, Vah, Hey. 
and and or it could be wa. Some people say wa. Some people say va. So you have those four consonants, and of course, remember that the Hebrew, the original Hebrew language, didn't have vowels. So you have yod hey vav hey, and and what's funny about each one of those words is this the sound that they make. So you have yod is yo, that's the sound, and then you have ha is ha. So each one of those is breath. Each song, each consonant is a breath sound. Okay. So when you say I am that I am, that means realistically you're talking I am the source of life. So when I breathe, I'm breathing life. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's why the Jews were so scared to use the actual name of God. Right. Okay. Because they're like this. This is a sacred name. I can't just. I can't just speak this in public and so mm-hmm. they they developed this whole little system of of adding vowels into it and you ended up with this this they had another word that was similar that's the word adonai um and so they would put the vowels of adonai onto the yod hey vod hey and that's how we ended up with the word jehovah what's a jehovah <laughs> what's, what's a, a jehovah what's a jehovah um no so so you you end up with this word Jehovah, which is actually not really the name of God, um, right? It's just it's, it's just a name given to. You almost have to think of the word Jehovah as as a nickname, right? So if my name is Rick, but people call me Sparky, you know, that's basically what Jehovah is. You only got eighty five year old grandfathers talking to you too. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know. That's the first thing. Yeah. That so came Je- to my mind. so Jehovah is a nickname given to God out of fear and reverence yeah. of saying yeah because. Um, what I, in my reading, um, they were so afraid to, um, mispronounce the name mm-hmm. of God mm-hmm. because they had this belief that if they didn't say their name right, their then their prayers would be hindered. Their prayers would be hindered, or they might die. Or they might die. <laughs> also, fear. Yeah. So, so I mean, from a from just a a scholarly standpoint, the the best way that we can pronounce it. Is is probably Yahweh. That's probably the closest that we can get. Right. Um, now we should recognize, and it's fair enough to recognize that that Yahweh is still just kind of like this adaptation. Um, that it's really like it's it's almost an impronounceable name. It's just four letters: Yod, Hey, Vod, Hey, and and these letters are what bring this bring this out. Um, and but it's the word in Hebrew means I am who I am. And so, so yeah, that's, uh, that's a, that's a little fun tidbit. I always like talking about that because years ago, um, I learned about the tetragrammaton. And so I made it a point that when I learned about it, that I was going to try to use that word as many times as possible. So thank you for giving me another avenue to talk about the tetragrammaton. (laughs) For a split second, I thought you were saying something about Tetris. And so I was really confused, but anyway, um, so yeah. All right, what are we doing? What's next? Oh, where are we? Let's talk about the self-existence of God. Okay. I think we've I think we've hammered down on the uh, on the self-disclosure of God by His name. Right. Um, I do I do want to share this one one little quote that I enjoyed in the uh, in the last the last sentence of Packer's book. Um, it says God is to be given glory for all of the glories of His name. That is his self, or that is his glorious self-revelation in creation, providence, and grace. And that I mean, that's a that's a really good way to sum up all of the name of God. Is mm. the name of God should give glory to God, right? You know, and that's why 
That's why John pray or not John. That's why Jesus prays when he says when he's teaching his disciples to pray. He says, "Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name." Right. That's why he says that. Um, and so, so yeah, that's I, I thought that was a really good uh, closing sentence to that section on on the name of God, and I think it puts the name of God in the proper reverence that it needs to have in our right. lives. Mm-hmm. So good word. So yeah, on to self existence. All right. So in uh, self existence, um, is this idea that God has always been. Um, we we've already discussed how God does not exist in time. Um, so the using always to explain that can be kind of tricky. Um, but we're gonna go with it. So in uh, Psalm ninety uh, verse two, uh, it says that before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from eternity to eternity, you are God. Um, you know. Uh, I guess kids can ask this question all the time. Uh, so who made God? God made everyone and everything. Close. <laughs> anyway, if, if you if you are a, a studier of the New City Catechism, you know what just happened. The yes. question's not right, but anyway. Um, yes. So the What sim- is God? Yeah, so what is God is the question. God is the and, then, of everyone and, and, and There we go. Okay, there we go. So, um, so the simplest answer to that question is that God did not need to be made, but this doesn't really help us understand um, the idea that God has always been. Yeah. Um, remember, we've already discussed time was created when God began creating. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so one of his greatest creations that we use, this idea of time, is a product of him simply creating, but he still does not exist in time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, that is true. And so what we're talking about is... Um, sorry, I was reading. <laughs> trying to catch up. Here we go. <laughs> trying to catch up. Um, so yeah, God does not exist in time. And so therefore he sees everything differently than we do. He sees everything that has ever happened. We've already, we've already kind of talked about this him. He sees the beginning from the end. Um, so God is not like us in that, in that aspect. He is different than us. So we can't put God into our logical framework. Right. If that makes sense. We can't put God into, um, our sustaining because we we have to be for for the most part we consider ourselves self-sustaining um god but but the reality is that we are not self-sustaining we our sustenance relies on god the provision of god the providence of god if god withdraws from us his his life that he gave to us Mm -hmm. then then we die right you know um, that's, it's, that's what makes, uh, something, something interesting that, that I thought about is, um, Jesus once told his disciples, you know, nobody can take my life from me. I give it up. Right. And then you talk about the cross and when he's on the cross, he says, you know, into, into the hands, I commit my spirit. And so Jesus willingly gives up his fleshly mm-hmm. life on the cross. And, and that doesn't, that doesn't mean that. God died in that aspect as far as the Trinity is concerned. Right. But the physical person of Jesus, who was God, did die. Right. And that's I mean, that's that's really mind blowing to me. But yeah. But uh but when you're when you're talking about the the self existent or or the the self uh, self existence is probably the best way to way to word it, that he doesn't rely on anything outside of himself for any type of or any part of his existence. He's not he's not reliant on anything else. He is self-reliant. So we are reliant on, you know, food and water 
and all if we don't take in basic needs, we mm-hmm. die. Right. God does not need basic needs. He doesn't have basic needs. Right. So that's the that's the the whole idea of of self existence when we talk about that. And Paul even talks about that in Acts chapter seventeen, um, when he's on the uh, the Mars Hill right there, and he says he says that that God is not served by human hands. He's he doesn't need anything. He doesn't. Um, he doesn't require any type of of sustenance to be given to him in order to survive because he is self-existent from the beginning of all time. Right. Ever. Before that. Before time. Before because time. Because he created time. Because he created time. Right. Yep. And so what we're what the what we're getting at, the the, the again, the theological term here is aseity, the aseity of God. Um and that is that's what I, that's actually what I was reading because I was I knew I was gonna have to talk about it in a second. Um Packer says it this way, the word aseity, meaning that he is life in himself and he draws his unending energy from himself. All right. And and the the best analogy I can give to that is the Tesseract from Avengers. It's like this self sustaining thing of the beginning and the end. But that's not even close. That's just a little cube. And the only reason right. I thought about that was because I watched Avengers last night. <laughs> okay. There you go. Um, but yeah, so, so that's the, that's the Asadi. Uh, God is self-existent. He is, he is self-sustaining, self-fulfilling, self, I don't want to say replicating because he doesn't, he doesn't replicate, but he never loses anything because he is infinitely infant, infinite in all infinities. Did I, did I use the word infinity enough? I hope so. <laughs> so he exists in and of himself. Yes. But also from himself. From himself, yes. Okay. Yeah. That and, and that's what his that's what his self disclosure is. Gotcha. Is that, that he exists in and of himself and from himself. And that's what that's what Psalm ninety verse two gets at. Right. When it when it says from everlasting to everlasting or from eternity to eternity. You know, from infinity to infinity, that's that's what God is. Right. Yeah, I think I think we can um we, we try to understand things from our own, you know, we've talked about our finite minds uh, a handful of times here. Um, we try to understand things uh, using that because that's the only reference point we have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, man is, we we will age and one day we will die. True story. And um, we make this, we make a huge mistake when we put these, the limitations we have in our own bodies and our own minds. And we think that those also apply to God. Well, it, it, a lot of times we, so we read verse 127 or, uh, I, I totally didn't even give you the book. Yeah. Genesis. 127. There you go. <laughs> Good luck figuring that Genesis one out. Genesis 127, um, where it says that God made man in his image. Mm-hmm. And we think, Oh, God is like us. No, that's not what it says. It right. says we are like God. Right. We are made in the image of God. So we reflect a portion of who he is. Right. So God is not bound by who we are. God is not reflected by who we are. If anything, we are bound by who God is. Exactly. We're bound by him, and we are reflections of him. Right. So that's why the human race is so diverse, Mm -hmm. because God is infinite in all of his attributes. Right. So, yeah, there you go. There's the self-existence of God. Anything else we want to talk about? I don't think so. Did I sufficiently beat that horse to death? 
if you're a horse lover out there, we are sorry that we keep using that analogy, but it's yeah. the one that we it's, know. It's so. the only one that we know to use. So, so anyway, there you go. Hey, look, I'm going to tell you something about Classic City Lager here. Now that we're done with this conversation, I'm going to give it four and a half. Okay, because I really like it. Okay, <laughs> in fact, I'm I'm going to go buy a six pack of this later. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah this is this is a really good, and it and it paired well with our conversation too. I'm just going to say that. It paired well with our okay. conversation. Um, cool. Yeah, Classic City Lager. I'm going to up it to four and a half, so it officially gets four and a half from everyone. Yes. Um, because it was that good. Yeah. It was good enough to get four and a half from me. All right. Um, if you're not listening to us, uh, Rick, where can they find us on on the various socials? That on we the have? social medias. Let's see if I can get this right this time. So Instagram. Instagram, we are at beers and Bible underscore. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Twitters. We're on the Twitters at... Beers and Bible P1. Thanks, Twitter, for giving us that P1. Yeah, we did not. That we made that not, weird. <laughs> we did not choose that. So Beers and Bible P1. You can email us at beersandbiblepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We would love to hear your objections and keep it clean. And that's it. Deuces, Maverick. Dude, they're remaking Top Gun. Yeah, I know. And they're also remaking Mr. Rogers. Not that no, that's just a movie. Well, they've already made a movie. No, the movie's coming out in think like in November. Well, no, they made another one. It was the same movie. It was just called a different title. Oh. It was still about Mr. Rogers. But did Tom Hanks play this new? No, Tom Hanks didn't play it. Hey, so. He looks like Mr. Rogers. Tom Hanks is my childhood summed up. I mean, Forrest Gump, Woody. Apollo thirteen. Apollo thirteen. Big. Yes. Castaway. All of it. Uh, What lame movie? Sleepless in Seattle. I tried to forget that one. <laughs> I don't think, I didn't think that was real Tom Hanks. How long are we going to let this record? I don't know. Until we're done. Um, Yeah. So there we go. That's our discussion for today. We hope you enjoyed it. Find <laughs> us on the Instagrams. Find us on the Twitters. And peace out. Bye. You enjoy what you hear on Beers and Bible please consider leaving a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform to help us promote this podcast. 